Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short the routes. boys are back, baby. Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception Perception, the show. Yo, what's cracking, everybody? James Go, Matt Harmon here with you. You're listening to Reception Perception, uh, the show. All right, Matt, uh, here we are. We've got a great... Beautiful uh, as we sit here and record on a Wednesday afternoon. It's beautiful here in sunny Southern California. I don't know how it is over there on the East Coast, but uh, man, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm jacked up, man. I, I, I'm, I'm just pumped for the show. I'm, I'm ready to talk about some wide receivers, baby. Let's go. Yeah, well, it, it, you wouldn't understand this, but it did rain its ass off here uh, <laughs> last evening uh, yesterday. So, yeah. uh, but pretty good day today, which uh, you know burned good. off some of the the humidity that you don't uh, you don't know anything about that. So humidity, uh, that was good. what's that about? Yeah, I have no idea. What, what is that? It's one, bane of my existence right now is what it is. But no, I'm feeling great too. Uh, ready great. to, man, I'm ready ready to get these real games started. But uh, we we, we sure. persist on through August. Uh, you know, I tell you, these preseason games have, uh, you know, you call it reality adjacent, which is cool. Uh, I th- They provide a lot of breadcrumbs, I think, uh, when we're talking about player evaluation. We're going to talk about Jaden Reed. Uh, three rookies I want to get to today. Jaden Reed, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Jordan Addison. Uh, but I want to start the show with Tyree Kill. His profile dropped, uh, I think it was last week. Maybe it was early this week. I don't know what it was. Anyways, Tyree Kill is now on the site, which is great. Uh, we're talking about one of the elite, elite, elite wide receivers uh, in the NFL. What I love about Tyree Kill, and one of the, you know, again, the adage for the site is what? We tell you who's good before they're good. And Tyree Kill, from the moment you charted him, Matt, you're like, wait, wait, hold on now. This guy's not a gadget guy. This guy's actually a running big boy routes and can get separation. You were in early on Tyreek Hill uh, through the, the the charting process with reception perception, and now he's just a full blown superstar. Yeah, no, I that's a one that like John Paulson. I go on his show four for four uh, every single year, and he that's one of his like favorite reception perception hit hit stories because you know if you remember like that time too, James, you and I are like working together at the NFL at that point. Uh, Tyreek Hill's 2016 season was you know kind of just after the the scarring that uh, the fantasy community particularly uh, was trying to come back from, trying to uh, rehab those scars. Uh, from like Tavon Austin and Cordero Patterson, these folks okay. that like that you know don't watch the games, 
uh, were like, well, these guys will take big steps in their in their second years or whatever, and then and then that didn't really happen, right? Uh, right. You know, obviously those guys right. are strictly gadget players. One of them is like bouncing around uh, team to team. Uh, and Tavon Austin, I don't even know if he is on the team right now, but he was famously with the Trevor Lawrence Jacksonville Jaguars in Urban, under Urban Meyer. So that's how you know how that's going. And obviously Cordero Patterson quite literally yeah. plays running back right now and has, has made his, <laughs> made his right. money uh, playing kick returns. But Tyreek right. Hill, yeah, as a rookie, 72.4% success rate versus man and 80%, 80% success rate versus press coverage and that was the one that was really like it's amazing hmm you don't see him running a ton of routes because he was that kind of like gadgety create a touch guy in in the Kansas City Chiefs offense that year in 2016 uh obviously prior to Pat Mahomes taking over there right. but the times you did see him running those big boy routes that's why it's important to to watch and isolate those situations like yeah this guy is beating press coverage at 80 percent rate which is crazy he's actually been over 80 percent in all but one season in the nfl and and look he doesn't face a ton of press coverage for good reason teams are scared they're gonna you know run over the top he's gonna run over the top of them which does happen by the way uh, so they even if they do try to come down and press, that will still happen. We saw that last year when the offense was kind of like trying to figure out as teams were kind of punching back at the 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 unit that it was in the first half of the season. Tyreek Hill was right. kind of the one guy that could still beat press coverage at a high rate on that offense. But yeah, I, I think those early Tyreek Hill years, you you could see the signs as a route runner that he was there, and, and he remains to this day, yeah, one of the best separators in the NFL. I mean, because isn't that the, I don't know, it's the shortcut right now. It's maybe lazy analysis that, oh, he's just fast. You hear that a lot with Tyreek Hill. He's just fast. And and just the bottom line is that's just not the case. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't end up being one of these, you know, press beater type dudes with just speed. That just, there's been a lot of fast guys that have come into the NFL, Matt. And um, they don't all translate into this, you know, 1,700-yard powerhouse uh, that we've got in Tyreek Hill. I want to go back to to what he said on his own podcast, which was, I think it was his podcast, or maybe it was Antonio Brown. I don't know. Either way, he was talking to, uh, I think he was talking to Antonio Brown. uh, And the the dude said he's going for 2K this year, man. Like 2,000 yards. He he wants to break Calvin Johnson's all-time single-season record. Um, I'll just ask you point, but you think he could do it. Uh, watch out for the name drop. I was just talking to Justin Jefferson yesterday about like, is he going to be the first receiver to go over 2000 yards? So there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of these guys that are kind of having that like in their, in their sights right now. And I mean, those two guys got really close to it last year and Justin Jefferson and Tyree kill. And I think you want to, the reason I think that they, these are two guys that could do it is I think those are the two most valuable receivers to their individual offenses. Like if we're talking Mm. about like receivers that could be in the MVP discussion, it's probably Justin Jefferson and Tyreek Hill. And that's like all respect in the world to guys like Jamar Chase, uh, you know, but they have T Higgins there, you know, Joe Burrow's the quarterback, even Stefan Diggs. Like I think the bills passing offense revolves around Stefan Diggs without him. I'm not sure their offense would their passing offense would be as good as it is, but they do still have Josh Allen, right? You you look at the quarterback situation in, in Minnesota with Justin Jefferson and, and Miami in uh, with Tyree Kill, not quite the same, right? And I, I think even though <laughs> no, and, and right, like I know that 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 even though the Dolphins have Jalen Waddle and Jalen Waddle is a very very good football player, mm-hmm. what they did with Tyree Kill last year and how good he is at everything is why I say that he is the most value one of the most valuable receivers to his individual offense, like how their skills married together with Jalen Waddle right. and Tyree Kill is important. Um, but I think the reason that like Hill could be a guy that, that does it 
is number one, we mentioned the separation ability, obviously against press coverage, 96th percentile uh, success rate versus press last year, 90th percentile success rate versus zone, which is really important in this particular offense. You know, those routes going over the middle of the field, like slant routes, dig routes, but also how he can beat you over the top is important as well. But then you look at Hill too, you know, they threw him. This was what I think was crazy about Tyreek Hill last year. Like you saw Tua just like put the ball in his zip code yeah. And like trust Tyree Kill to go get it. Twenty one percent contested target rate, eighty percent contested catch rate. And I thought, Amazing. you know, I remember talking about like this with with, uh, with Chris Wessling uh, from the NFL. You know, obviously the late Chris Wessling about no receiver should be compared to Steve Smith because he was such a unique player. Mm-hmm. And Tyree killed Steve Smith is not a direct overlap, but from a contested catch standpoint, like guys that were smaller players but could go up and get it and like pound right. for pound the best ball winning receivers in the NFL, that's where those two guys were so similar, right? And and Wes and I right. talked about that a lot back in the day. But also, by the way, too, then he was great. They threw him in space, like threw him routes in space on 17% of his routes. So he really is like a do-it-all guy that was just the central gravitational force of this offense. Yeah, just unbelievable season last year. 170 targets, 119 receptions, 1,700 yards. Those are all career-high marks uh, for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, it's interesting you bring up, you know, um, he's certainly the MVP of his team. Uh, Of that, there's little question. You know, you bring up some of these other players and some of these other situations like Jamar Chase, and and you're right because then I go – you start thinking about – just not just the quarterback, but I mean, even like the running backs, give me a name guy who's a name running back in, in Miami to, to bring, you know, offensive balance to that Dolphins offensive unit. It's a bunch of guys that have been journeymen, you know, and, yeah. and I think, you know, McDaniels Former 49ers like hanger, hanger on, you know, exactly, like Green right? Jeff, they signed. Remember when they gave Chase Edmonds all that money and then oh like stopped playing him and then traded him for peanuts <laughs> in the middle of the well, he was like, actually, he was like a throw in to the right. to the Bradley Chubb trade. They were like, Holy yeah, man. yeah, give us we'll give you a first rounder. You give us Bradley Chubb and hey, just do us a do us a solid and just take Chase. Just take this Chase and this take, terrible contract. Just take just it take off our his, plate. Take his contract <laughs> off our books. That would be awesome. Thanks. They did draft man. um Devon, is it Devon or Devin Devon A chain? Devin A chain, uh, yeah. Devin A chain. Who's like a small, fast guy. The way they talk right. about him, they talk about him like he's a guy who's gonna be you know, a, a kind of a five to t- ten touch gadget type of player himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they don't have like a feature back there, which is a shame because actually, by the way, I think that would really help balance out their offense and potentially For be a sure. better counterpunch. But, yeah, it's it's like the Tyree Kill and, and Jalen Waddle show. I mean, again, and, and w- even when you go to the tight ends, they didn't throw to the tight ends, right? Uh, their quarterback yeah. is like a league average, maybe slightly below league average quarterback, right? So, Oof. man, you're right. I mean, Tyreek Hill is is truly just, I mean, he with you take him off of that offense, man, and that offense just tanks. I mean, it would look horrible without Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he's got to be one of the biggest like Jenga pieces, uh, to quote another one of our former NFL colleagues and Dave Damashek. Like, he's got to mm. be... He's got to be a big uh, Jenga piece there that if he was – if anything – and it really like I think Jalen Waddle too, I think there's a, still a pretty significant gap between Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. And again, that's really right. no disrespect to Jalen Waddle. It's just like Tyreek Hill's inarguably a top four player at the position right now. Yep. Um, he's so important to this team's offense. It's just like I think when you look at that offense last year and how they – 
sort of struggled to find a counterpunch um, to when, you know, you look at the 49ers game, you look at the Chargers game, those teams got up there and like took away the middle of the field because um, Tua, he's got a little bit of that Jimmy Garoppolo in him where he will throw over the middle of the field and he's really good at throwing over the middle of the field. I think he's better than Jimmy in that regard. Like I, I think he's, I, I, I don't really know where Tua's ceiling is. I, I don't think he's terrible by any means. I, I think he's kind of like, I think he's probably like an average guy. Like you can get away mm-hmm. with him as your starter. There's just the durability sure. concerns. And I think you get I like I think he's good enough that if the team around him is really great, and there's a chance the team around him is really good this year, right? Like the Dolphins should feel pretty good about their chances. I think yeah. you could like go to a Super Bowl with a guy like Tua. I think he's in that class. Now is he like a mega extension guy with the health concerns? I think that's another uh kind yeah. of discussion. It's a whole whole another thing, but I think you can feel good about him executing that over the middle of the field offense but then when teams started to take that away and play like physical press man coverage on their receivers like Tyreek's Tyreek Hill was still having these big games these big moments specifically yeah. in that Chargers game like he got him for a big play over the top but like they kind of shut Jalen Waddle down in those moments and then even like Waddle had a couple of big plays against the Bills that that Christmas uh, or sort of around Christmas-ish a- area and then, um, but that was because they were running the ball better. Like that helped a lot. So I still think this offense is coming into this year, trying to find a counterpunch and like how much can Jalen Waddle like help against, he's he's a good and like above average separator against press man mm-hmm. coverage, but he's not an elite separator against press man coverage, which Tyreek Hill is. 76% success rate. I'm rounding here. 76% success rate uh, versus man. That's a top 10 score in 2022. 84% success rate uh, percent success rate versus zone. That was a top four score in 2022. You're talking about inarguably a top four wide receiver. Why would Matt Harmon say this? Listen, only Stefan Diggs and Justin Jefferson can boast as good or better numbers versus man and zone. That's it. That's your list. It's Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, when we're talking top 10 versus man and top four versus zone coverage. That's why Tyreek Hill is that dude. Hey, I want to go back real quick to that 80% um, contested catch rate uh, and maybe add a little context to that. And you're saying, okay, 80% sounds really high because it is. Obviously, 80% contested catch rate. Listen, that's the same um, as DeAndre Hopkins from last season, who is obviously one of the best to ever do it when we're talking about contested catch situations. Um, Matt, they had a similar contested catch rate. Uh, They had a similar contested catch, you know, uh, uh, total number of contested throws. Um, And it just their numbers in that contested area just look very, very similar. That's how good Tyreek was when you're comparing him to one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, and this is why um, even if you think Tua is really, really good, um, even we can all admit he's not in the neighborhood of Patrick Mahomes. They're they're really not even living (laughs) in like the same state. That's how good Mahomes is. Right. But part all of this is why there really should have been no concern that Tyreek Hill was going to have like a drop off in production going from I mean, and he actually had a career high in, in I think in yards, right? Uh, yeah. Yards, year, receptions which, and targets, which is just insane. Yeah. I, I mean, to be fair, like obviously he's not competing with Travis Kelsey for targets anymore. I think typically Correct. when we look at like when when we look at like an elite quarterback like Mahomes, he's not going to like hyper. I don't think he'll ever like hyper target funnel target somebody like at a 29, 30% rate like they were going to do with Ty- Tyreek Hill last year. Um, but again, overall, like 
he was he's just so good at everything and and especially that uh, 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 contested catch stuff that's what's really impressive to me because he's not a bigger guy but he's just strong he's uh, got great timing at the catch point so yeah I mean he's an elite receiver to me this is like there's no question about it and uh, I, I think what's interesting is just again what they did after the catch with him with um, getting him in space you know they used him. Like you'd think, okay, you use your elite guy as the X receiver, and and they didn't really right, they kind of right. had Jalen Waddle more as that on the line guy running like vertical routes, and then you know Tyree Kill took thirty six point nine percent of his sampled snaps from the slot. They don't do a ton of eleven personnel because they're kind of a heavier offense. He was in mm-hmm. the backfield for seven point five percent, second highest rate of his career. You know, when they need him for like pre snap motion stuff, he was the guy to to do that as well because he's a coverage dictating presence as well. You know, I always say like double coverage and extra defensive attention can be a little overstated, but like mm-hmm. this is a guy you have to account for wherever he yeah, is on the field. Right. Uh, yeah, and the uh, the slot percentage too. That's just a continuation, I think, of what Andy Reid utilized uh, with him in Kansas City uh, last year. Tyreek Hill played about sixty percent, a little less than sixty percent um, out wide. Um, and and again, just when you go back to his Kansas City days, to be honest with you, he he was almost like it was almost like fifty five forty five. Like mm-hmm. that's how much they would use him inside. Um, and and I think it's smart. To, to move them around um, uh, the the uh, the line and, and just have them line up in different places, it really, I think, kind of gives defensive you know backfields a little bit uh, it makes them a little shaky. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, all right, where where is he? And like, how are we supposed to you know dictate this coverage uh, in regards to Tyreek Hill? And and by the way, to Tyreek's credit, we go back to that zone score, just so good. Just that's why he can line up inside, outside, right? Like he's just so good at reading the coverages and then finding the soft spots in the zone and then making himself available. That's really, I think, uh, why Tyreek Hill can line up anywhere. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. They're a tough duo to defend, that's for sure. And and if you're a defensive coordinator, and you can just you can live with like okay, one or two plays a game, we're gonna get wrecked. We're gonna get wrecked by these guys. Like yeah. if you play man coverage and press coverage and and slow the quarterback down just a little bit, but there's still like you're going to give up big plays to a duo like yeah. this. There's no doubt about it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You just have to. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's what it is. You know what I mean? You're, you're you're hoping that you can get away with it. You're hoping, as a matter of fact, that maybe you know the quarterback, whoever it's going to be, doesn't throw a good ball because you're 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 pressuring or or doing whatever you got to do. Timing is off or whatever it might be. Anyways, Tyreek Hill, uh, certainly one of the best in the game right now. These next three players, they're they're incoming rookies. They're hoping. Uh, that they can achieve these heights of that. We shall see. I want to start in Green Bay. Let's talk about Jaden Reed. He played 100% of the snaps in 11 personnel with the starters. And and I think that's important to note. Um, Matt, I I want to go back to what you said earlier this offseason where you said Jaden Reed has a possibility uh, to be, uh, you know, one of the top target earners. I think you might even said he was, he could be the top target earner in this green Bay offense. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Do you still feel that way after watching, you know, a preseason games worth of snaps with Jaden Reed? I think it's probably not going to be this year just because he's a rookie, but I think in time him and Christian Watson could be like closer than people imagine. Um, And I like Watson, obviously in the role that he's in, we've talked about Watson on the podcast before, but I think yeah. when you look at Jaden Reed, like he's he could be the more consistent player, uh, like the more steadier guy. You know, he's he's certainly a better route runner. He was a better collegiate route runner than than Christian Watson was, even mm. as a rookie. Seventy point three percent success rate versus man for Jaden Reed. He had one of the best, uh, if not the best, success rate versus press coverage among the guys charted last year for for the draft class. Just a good player. I think he can line up everywhere. And that's, I think, going to be the key for Jaden Reed to for his year one role is in the preseason, we already know he's the starting slot receiver. So he's going to be right. the, the third target here. I, I think he probably has to get into two receiver sets uh, to, to really be like a consistent factor from a production standpoint as a rookie. Um, I Look, I like Romeo Dobbs is fine. I like the fact that he's a day three guy that rose up the ranks, but he's not a separator. He's not a consistent player. Um, just wasn't really at any point uh, last year. Now, he certainly got worse uh, when he was dealing, like coming back from a, a high ankle sprain, I think it was. So that is a piece of context to note here. But I just think when you look at Dobbs, like, or Romeo Dubs, like he's not a guy you're going to throw a ton of targets to. So I think Jaden Reed has a chance to still be, even this year, the second most targeted player on the team. Because when they go to 11 personnel, Reed is going to be in the slot. He, he can also play flanker. So if you like want to have Christian Watson uh, move into the slot, you know, and run those like vertical routes from the slot, you could have that happen. Like there's a lot of versatility there. But I just think for right now, like, Look, look at the look at the depth chart that Green Bay like has right now. These guys that left the team, Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, like all of the guys who are mostly slot players for this team aren't on the roster anymore. So Jaden mm-hmm. Reed, I wasn't surprised by seeing his work in the preseason because that is a clear role that needs to be filled. And I think he's the best candidate for it. Uh, 11 personnel for Green Bay, 68.3%. That's tied for the 10th most uh, in the NFL when we're talking about 11 personnel percentage. Okay, so yeah, Green Bay is going to run a lot of three wide receiver sets out there, I would assume. Uh, And you're thinking that it's probably going to be Romeo Dobbs, who, by the way, has gotten a lot of good press clippings 
uh, in the preseason too. There's been some reports of good chemistry, I guess, with Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs. We'll see if that translates into the regular season. Christian Watson, obviously, a lot of folks are expecting big things. I just drafted him in our dynasty league, as a matter of fact. Uh, staying very much on brand, big X receiver with a lot of speed, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but then there's Jaden Reed, who's who's again, as as Matt mentioned, likely to play inside. Hey, I want to talk about that alignment a little bit, though. OK, so um, so on this particular team with the way it's going in, in his rookie campaign, he's expected to line in line up inside a lot. Um, it, it begs the question, can Romeo Dobbs do anything as an inside wide receiver or from what you've seen last year, were you pretty much like, nah, this guy's got to be an outside flanker and that's pretty much it. <sighs> it's a good, it's a good question because I think there are times where Romeo Dobbs shows you from like a vertical standpoint that he could be an interesting player. Like his post route success rate is really high. His corner route success rate is really nice. It's not going to burn you deep, like running by no. you on a, on a go route. Um, mm. But you know, he could run some of those routes from the inside as well. Uh, and he was kind of like, he was off the line for 39.3% of his snaps. He was on the line for 60.7% of his snaps as a rookie. I'm I'd be curious to know, like in, in practice, is it is it mostly Christian Watson as that X receiver because of how he can stress out the defense vertically? They started using him more as an X uh, in in sort of the back half of the year when Christian Watson really started to get going. So right. I, think the, I think the roles for all four of these guys or all, excuse me, all three of these guys might interchange a little bit like they might move these guys around, um, have them all play three different positions, because I think. Reed is not purely a slot receiver. Reed is is a guy that could play outside. He was, like I said, 87th percentile among prospects in success rate versus press. He could do that. So Romeo Dobbs, though, I, I do think his best stuff is going to be um, from a vertical standpoint, like deep outs. He was pretty good as well. But just his ability to beat press and man coverage is, is not very good. Like consistently, fifth percentile success rate versus uh, man, ninth percentile success rate versus press. That's not really what you want, which is why I don't think no. he could really be like a long-term X receiver. And he is still like – people get on Christian Watson for being like a journey at the at the catch point. I uh -huh. mean, buddy, Romeo, Romeo Dobbs was a, was a roller coaster <laughs> himself. I, I understand right. why Rodgers is getting like frustrated last year. 15.6% drop rate for Romeo Dobbs, 58.3% contested catch rate. And like he would have Whoa. these great contested catch moments and then he'd be sort of kind of average at other times. So I think he's still de like, again, I don't think he's got a high ceiling, but he's a day three draft pick and he's and he's right. getting starting reps like that's kind of a win for the Packers. Uh, to be 100% fair, I, I thought Romeo Dobbs um, had a few good moments. I think his probably his highlight was that game against Tampa Bay. But if you go back and look at, at, at how we accumulated all the catches and yards, it all came in the first half. So really, we're talking about a guy who who's really shown limited flashes um, uh, of just being able to get open, being able to you know run after the catch, all these kind of things. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Romeo Dobbs to me looks like very much like a... I, one of these like Darius Slayton types, you know, like, hey, listen, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's I'd, a good love, I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him on my team, you know, just as a as a professional wide receiver. Uh, but, you know, if you're build, building your offense around this guy as a, as a first or second, up, probably not the best call. Uh, so we'll yeah. see if Jaden Reed can step into that uh, number one or number two role. Uh, for Green Bay, we shall see. Uh, in his first preseason action, two catches for 20. One was a little five-yard pop gun pass. Who cares about that one? But I will say this, though. If you go back and look, that little slant over route that he ran, and then he high-pointed the catch for 15, that was nice. 
that was, was beautiful. Nice. That looked really, really good. Uh, and it's worth looking back at um, if you guys go look at those highlights. Um, so there you go. Um, Minnesota played Seattle. Hey, one, so, sorry, one last yeah, one ahead. last thing on, on the Packers, too. It's worth noting that like Luke Musgrave took every snap with the starters. He's a rookie, too. This is... It's crazy how young this I know. Uh, this offense is. It's insane. Christian Watson, second year player. Romeo Dobbs, second year player. Uh, you know, they've got two rookies here, and Jaden Reed, and uh, and 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 obviously Luke Musgrave. It's like Jordan Love, who's barely played at all, uh, and then just Aaron Jones, and I mean, even AJ Dillon was only drafted like what in twenty twenty. So mm. it's just like Aaron Jones and a bunch of a bunch of like the youth football team, basically. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very young offense, man. Uh, we shall see uh, what uh, Lafleur can uh, cook up for these guys. I, I don't know. Um, all right, so Seattle plays Minnesota in their first preseason game. Uh, it gave us a good opportunity to take a look at these uh, two rookie wide receivers in JSN and Jordan Addison. Um, what were your some of your I guess initial takeaways with JSN? Um, he played a lot in the in the slot, which is to be expected. Uh, I think, given the makeup of that team, um, and Matt, I'll just say this: when I'm going through and I'm watching this guy play, I don't know. I I thought he looked a lot better in versus zone than man, which is strange because it's literally the exact opposite of what you charted from him in college. When you said, "Okay, this is a guy JSN that can beat man coverage at a pretty high rate." Yeah, I still think, I mean, my one preseason game wouldn't change my opinion about that. I definitely of course, think he could still of beat man coverage. But, um, I mean, his success rate for zone was still pretty good. It was the highest in the class at 81.4% for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I, I just think, like, seeing him in preseason and just kind of seeing him in that slot receiver role, it's just, like, it's so perfect for him, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this offense is just, like, I've just because I've talked so much about Tyler Lockett recently, you know, because his profile just went up and it's just like, yeah. uh, you know, these these goofballs are still drafting him as like wide receiver 30 out there in fantasy. Um, <laughs> I just don't want to lose sight of the fact that, you know, Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba is so good and so perfectly fit for this offense to play in this specific role. So just seeing him out there, you know, it was, wasn't it wasn't a ton. It wasn't a ton of exciting stuff, but. Uh, man, no. I, I really think he he's you know just three catches, twenty five yards or whatever. But right, yeah, he's he's gonna he's gonna have an important role for this team. That's the thing here. I think Gino wants to take deep shots, and and they put a lot on Gino's plate last year. Like mm-hmm. they didn't use a ton of like gimmicky stuff to get that production from Gino. But having this guy in JSN who can just eat against zone coverage in the middle of the field, that is pretty. It's pretty exciting for uh, for JSN there. Yeah, and and again, he has to be great against zone if you're going to line up inside. That's primarily where you want your you know slot receivers to kind of sort of, you know, uh, eat up yardage, right? So that's good uh, that he looked great against zone. So that's good. Um, he ran seven routes, four targets, three receptions, twenty five yards, as Matt noted. All right, on the opposite side, there was Jordan Addison. I thought he looked really good in limited action. To be honest with you, there was lots of separation. Um, on some of the routes that he ran, he ran two short passes, uh, two deepish type plays. He had a really nice catch for 22 yards, beat zone coverage, a nice little diving catch uh, to pick up 22. But what were your thoughts there on Jordan Addison uh, for Minnesota? Yeah, and he had the um, you know toe tap should have been a catch sideline thing. Uh, where yeah, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Incomplete. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Know. I, that was definitely a catch. At least um, I thought so. <laughs> but Same. Y- you know, I, he's. 
he is just in such a great position to produce this year. Um, you know, the more I've really thought about that offense and the more you really think about Kirk Cousins' se- season last year, and some mm-hmm. of this, I'll admit, some maybe some of this is watching the quarterback show and, you know, on Netflix and, <laughs> and, and kind of seeing Kirk there. But the one yeah. thing that show from a football angle that, that you really do get like perspective on is Kirk Cousins was getting the shit beat out of him last year. You know, like Ooh. he was get he was oh, yeah. getting <laughs> he was getting crushed, man. And you know, I know like from an efficiency standpoint, it wasn't Kirk's best season, right? Like from a touchdown rate or yards per attempt or anything like that. But I would argue that what the Vikings put on Kirk Cousins last year, like what Kevin O'Connell put on his plate, what Kevin Connell coaxed out of Kirk Cousins, like stand in there, take a hit, take a shot and like push the ball downfield to the best receiver on planet earth, you know, in Justin Jefferson, like, and we don't care if he's double covered. We don't care if it's a contested catch, push the ball vertically. And we're not, we're going to ask you to do that. And like, you know, when Kevin O'Connell gets hired by the Vikings, people think like, Oh, he's going to run that Jared Goff, you know, uh, more play action. like, let's keep Kirk in the box and, and, you know, let's kind of do the boot action stuff and run the ball a lot with Dalvin cook. That's what we're going to do. But really, they didn't run like the Jared Goff Rams offense. They ran kind of like the Matthew Stafford twenty twenty one Rams offense. Where it's like let's get let's get in uh, let's get in eleven personnel. Let's spread the field. Let's get in shotgun and like let's throw the ball all over the yard and put a lot on the quarterback. And I think Kirk is kind of coming off like potentially his best season in the NFL. And so now you've got I say all that to say Kirk was doing that last year with a guy in Adam Thielen who I think isn't totally dust, but is certainly. Um, a declining player, right? As the yeah. pure number two receiver, you have to feed a bunch of targets to your tight end, probably more than you really want to. In TJ Hawkinson, you have Justin Jefferson who gets a ton of extra defensive attention. You know, your number three receiver in KJ Osborne's like kind of a flashy, but a little bit of a sloppy player, not a consistent guy. Mm-hmm. Now you put this like ultra refined prospect uh, as your flanker over there in Jordan Addison. And I mean, what a great role for Jordan Addison, too, because he struggles with like tight coverage on the outside. Uh, you know, he struggles with kind of like getting over the top of guys, but those right. routes that you saw him running preseason, you know, he's working the middle when he's working out routes and, and, and comebacks and stuff like that. That's perfect for him. I just think he's in such a great position and he's going to be one of these additions. I think that really, really matters from getting the Vikings to being this, okay, this fluky team that people uh-huh. want to call them or whatever to like a very good offense. All right. Well, there you go. Jordan Addison, by the way, I mean, you talk about these rookie wide receivers, uh, his role it's not just clear, but just the just his involvement in this offense is clear, right? Like as you mentioned, he's going to be this you know flanker guy. He can line up a little bit inside too. And man, uh, Jordan Addison, t- tell me how does he not see a hundred targets in this offense? I mean, there's nobody else. It's Justin Jefferson and no one else. Like who else is going to see? I mean, the tight end, of course, is going to see a bunch of stuff. But I mean, like come on, like from a wide receiver position, like this guy's going to be flirting with a hundred targets as a rookie. That's pretty good. I think you could get him up to like 110, uh, 120-ish maybe if they throw the ball at the rate that they did last year. And again, I think they put a lot on Kirk's plate. They're just a, they're a funny team because, you know, they didn't extend Kirk's contract. By the way, Cousins is going to cash in again, man. Amazing. He's an unrestricted, he's an uh, unrestricted free agent. 
at the <laughs> at the end of the year, they're not allowed to franchise tag him per per like his contract, so they can't even franchise tag him. And it's incredible. Not man. only like if it's Minnesota's incredible. good, I think they might think about bringing him back, even though it might be kind of time. Like, all right, we need a younger guy. You know, he's like thirty five or something like that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If Brock Purdy doesn't work out in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, you know he's going to be ready and willing to throw the bag at him. Like if Matthew Stafford retires at the end of the year, is Sean McVay going to throw the bag at him? Like all of these guys who run that system all are everywhere in the NFL. So anyways, Kirk's going to get paid almost like regardless of what kind of year he has. Crazy. Crazy. I think think they're going to throw the ball a lot, and I think Jordan Addison is going to run a ton. I mean, Jordan Adam Thielen last year ran the second most routes in the NFL, second only to Justin Jefferson, his teammate. Uh, because not only do they <laughs> did they throw the ball a lot and they ran a lot of routes, uh, yeah. they, you know they were in some overtime games and like late late that's a little inflated because they were in those close like one score games right where they're having to throw the ball right. late in the year. They did win a lot of those games, which I do think is credit. It's some luck, but it's also credit to the quarterback. Um, but it, just like they don't like you said, they don't have a lot of depth, right? No. They're not going to throw all these other guys out there. It's going to be a ton of Justin Jefferson, a ton of Jordan Addison now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stuff. I think Addison might um, might surprise. Uh, he's going pretty late in drafts too, so I, I just figure you know he he's a guy that I don't know in terms of rookie wide receivers, he should be the first guy off the board when you're talking about just redraft fantasy with Jordan Addison. So there you go. Um, all right, so the website receptionperception.com. Uh, we just talked about Tyree Kill hitting the site. We're actually going to get a Matt Stafford quarterback profile hitting the site relatively soon here, either today or tomorrow. Uh, we're also going to see Derek Carr's quarterback profile hit the site very, very soon, either today or tomorrow. But Matt Harmon is also going to be pl- publishing 10 wide receivers ranked above consensus. That's coming out on Thursday. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it should be out. But Matt, can you give us a little spoiler via the podcast? Um, you, you, you've teased me here. You said there's a guy on here that I will not believe is on here, but you've got two guys uh, in terms of Drake London and Elijah Moore that you're, you know, you, that you've got ranked ahead of consensus. I'm a hundred percent with you on those two guys. Yeah, this is an article I write for the site every year. You know, last year, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown was featured in the article. Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. was featured in the article. Christian Kirk was featured in the article. Um, Chris Olave was featured in the article. Never mind that Allen Robinson was the first one on the list. <laughs> Never, it, just scroll past that <laughs> and then just focus on the other names I just told you. So um, Jahan Dotson yeah. on, the, on the list as well. Uh, so, right. you know, let's focus on those names, right? But uh, anyways, so this year I've got a good one. A lot of like guys you won't be surprised to see necessarily because you're there are players you know that I like and I think are mm-hmm. are in situations that can um you know they can they can produce ahead of expectations but right. yeah Drake London I feel like he, he's I've almost kind of just like forgotten not forgotten about Drake London you know what I mean but like just a player that I think we haven't talked about enough recently because no. um we focused on other players but you know going back and looking at Drake London's season last year first through reception perception just so good. I mean, plays the big X receiver role in this offense. You know, he didn't do a lot of slot stuff, didn't do a lot of gadgety stuff. He's just a big throwback X receiver. 72.3% success rate versus man. That checks that threshold that we like to see. 81.5% success rate versus zone checks that threshold we like to see. Was really good against press coverage. Great ability to get off the line. Smooth footwork. Very impressive. Um, and I think the routes that are really important here for Drake London. success rate on digs, 88.2% success rate on posts. Those are going to be crucial because those are the the routes that like 
A.J. Brown was a huge target on play-action throws in Arthur Smith's offense in Tennessee. And, like, last year, I know they led – they had this prehistoric, like, you know, pass attempt, whatever. <laughs> they they, they were playing – not only were they playing with a scrambling quarterback, they're playing with a quarterback in Desmond – or in, in Marcus Mariota who takes a ton of sacks, too. Yeah, like, I think yeah, yeah. Ritter – in his four games last year in his college uh, tape, he's a guy that's not going to do a lot of that stuff. He's going to at least get the ball out. He's maybe maybe not the most accurate guy, but he'll like mm-hmm. Tannehill will sit there in the pocket and like launch that thing, which is it's a fit yeah. for uh, for Drake London being on the other end of those play action throws. Like last year, uh, James I, again s- slow paced offense that threw the ball a lot. But Drake London still was top four in targets per route run and target share within his own offense. I see no reason why that should not continue when we're talking about, okay, Kyle Pitts is there. Kyle Pitts can take a step for sure. But then yeah. it's like, it's Mac Hollins. It's Scotty mm-hmm. Miller. They'll throw to Bijan Robinson a little bit, but like Bijan's not going to get more than, you know, maybe a 10, 11% target share, something like that. There's still right. so much room for Drake London to be the guy here. And if they throw the ball at the rate that I think they throw the ball, which is only maybe like 28 to 30 pass attempts per game, yeah. I, I'm not asking for much here. You can still easily get Drake London to like 115, 120 targets, which I think is enough to outkick his ADP. And, and look, again, this is really it's a bet on talent here because I think Drake London is that ascending alpha receiver. I mean, they got nobody uh, in the wide receiver room. Matt Collins, Scott Miller, Scotty Miller are your Drake London are your three start quote unquote starters. Kaderil Hodge. They've got, uh, they've got players. I mean, JJ Arcega Whiteside Is he going to make the roster, bro? Like really? Probably not. Isn't he? Didn't he get converted to tight end by the Seahawks I, last maybe, year? Maybe. I don't even know. Penny. Who is Penny Hart? Josh Ali, they've got no one. They have no one (laughs) as a wide receiver. It's unreal um, what they're doing here with Atlanta, man. That's just, that is insane. I smile because I look on four for four. Uh, By the way, they've got a great ADP um, tool if you want to go check them out on four for four.com. Um, but I, I smile because I, I look at the, the the major players in the game. We're talking CBS, ESPN, NFL.com, and Yahoo. And then when I go look up Drake London, I'm going to go look up his ADP, Drake London. Uh, ESPN, CBS have him in the mid to late 70s selection. Okay, NFL's got him 67. Yahoo's got him 50. Jeez, I wonder why. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking. Yeah, I was who's talking got him to, fifty? I wonder what, what's going on there. Oh, hmm, interesting. I, I was I was talking to Dalton Del Don about this because he's a big Brandon Ayuk guy too, and it's like you if you okay. do the same. I'm looking at the, I have the same tool pulled up here. Four, oh, four for God. four does a great job with this. You look at like yeah. Brandon Ayuk's consensus ADP: seventy sixth yep. overall at CBS, seventy fourth at ESPN, uh, yep. seventy or eighty five, eighty five on NFL.com. And then yeah, sixty second on on Yahoo. I I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine why that why that might be. I, who oh who's just to blame for that? Oh my god! You go one down, bro. Go to Tyler Lockett. This is great. I love this. <laughs> CBS has Tyler Lockett at eighty six. ESPN's got him at seventy six. NFL's got him at seventy four. Yahoo's got him at forty nine. <laughs> forty nine. Oh my goodness, dude. You I mean that's like 40 spots ahead of CBS. That's incredible. Oh, geez. I wonder why. I, I, wonder, I wonder why. why. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Please still draft on Yahoo. It, 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 it pays the bills. Oh my goodness. That is so great. I love it. No, I love that. Um, my but God, Deontay good. Johnson, 93rd overall uh, on NFL.com and 63rd on Yahoo. <laughs> 100th, he's the 100th he's overall pick on CBS. on CBS. Oh, my goodness. Hey, you and my, I think you and Mike Clay must be simpatico, man, because ESPN's got him at 64. Uh, man, you talk about wide variance on a player. I don't know if I've, I've seen that really. 100 on CBS, 64 and 63 on Yahoo, 93 at NFL. Good Lord. Uh, that is some serious variance with Deontay Johnson. Um, that's good stuff. I love that. Um, that's great. <laughs> I don't know. What were we even talking about? I have no Drake idea. London. Uh, Drake London. Yes, that's right. Um, that's great. Uh, you know what? Let's move on to Elijah Moore, who... Golly, I mean, we can't. I can't say enough good things about Elijah Moore. I couldn't. I could not have been more upset with the New York Jets for trading away Elijah Moore. Um, and I really, truly believe it. I'll, I'll stick. I'll stick by this, man. I think Elijah Moore is going to come out just firing in 2023. I think he's got some fire in the belly, man. I think he's got a lot to prove. He wants to prove that new the 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 Jets tenure, um, his short Jets tenure was just. You know, all the, the the negativity surrounding him there, that was just, that's on the Jets. That's not on Elijah Moore, okay? I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he's going to prove it in 2023. I came out on this very program, Matt, and said he's going to have a better season than Amari Cooper. That's my hot take Spicy. for the season. Elijah Moore, better season, statistical season uh, than Amari Cooper. But you've got him ahead of consensus. That's no surprise as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, Elijah Moore, uh, excuse me, Amari Cooper was recently talking to the media and said, uh, you know, we're going to be a great tandem together. You know, he, he said, I think about great tandems like Tory Holt and Isaac Bruce. You know, I think we could be that. Uh, so we way to set the bar wow. high. <laughs> By the wow. Way. Set the <laughs> bar extremely Greatest high. show on turf. One of the best wide receiver duos ever. Yep. Let's go. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, way to set, way to set the bar high on that one. But uh, yeah, no, I think that just goes to show. Like, I think that this passing offense is going to revolve around these two guys. You know, they still have other players. Like, you know, they have David Njoku, the tight end. Donovan Peoples Jones, a nice role player at receiver. They draft Cedric Tillman. You know, David Bell they drafted recently. But like, mm-hmm. I really think this passing offense is going to flow through these two guys. I think they're going to throw the ball a lot more. I'm interested to see sort of like how the marriage of concepts go here because you know Deshaun Watson was more of like that drop back and and get in the gun and like spread the ball yeah. out and, and spray the ball gotta over go the gun. field and gotta Houston, go gun imp- baby improvisational but kevin stefanski like wants you to get under center and sort of play within the barriers of the offense like very structure heavy so interested to see if stefanski who is a guy that studied a lot of different backgrounds of offense and is very varied in what he does you know i think there's a chance like that they pull off this marriage here but it is just like it's a little bit oil and water there, so we'll see. But Elijah Moore, I think, is going to be a clear-cut um, – I think he's a clear-cut number two receiver in this offense, maybe a 1B because he can really be that good. You know, his success rate versus man has been really good the last two years. It was really great as a rookie. Like, you just don't see guys have rookie seasons like Elijah Moore, mm-hmm. you know, that, that where they come out and, and have those success rates and then just like fall off the face of the earth. Uh, you know, it's it's very similar to like with Brandon Ayuk last year, right? Where he 
gets there's he's in the doghouse, all of that stuff. Um, but man, you know, is this a guy that cleared seventy five percent success rate versus man, just like in his rookie year, just like Ayuk, and then comes out and has Ayuk has that big third season. I think Elijah Moore is going to do it, and Elijah Moore is consensus ranked wide or consensus ADP wide receiver fifty. Um, you could do the same thing, by the way, here where yeah. Oh, it's it's. If you want Elijah Moore, don't draft on Yahoo. Actually, like you should please (laughs) generally draft on draft on Yahoo because uh, my boss is wanting you to draft on Yahoo and it pays the bills. Please, please, please do that. But like, if you want to draft Elijah Moore, you better off going to CBS where he's 151st overall player, ESPN 156, uh, NFL, NFL, NFL.com. What? 227th overall oh player. Oh my god. And uh, on oh on Yahoo, god. 97th overall player. So yeah, Elijah Moore, another guy that like, yeah, if you want these receiver values, don't be going to plan on Yahoo, I guess. But yeah, I, I think Elijah Moore is going to have a big season. Can we we got to get on the horn and talk to our boy Marcus Grant. What is my guy, what is happening? Elijah Moore can't be number 227 on on the dot com, bro. Come on, man. Something Marcus something Grant. tells me Marcus on, is homie. not there uh, <laughs> tweaking the ADPs. I don't think that's his his duties anymore. Come on. What's happening? Know what is, but my God. 227 on NFL.com. Come on, guys. I mean, I look, I mean, I, I love him as a sleeper. I'm saying, but 227, that, that means he's not going drafted in spots, dude. Probably what are you talking not, yeah. about? 227? Holy moly, that's incredible. Um, 97 on Yahoo. That's that is that's wide variance right there. That is crazy stuff. Man. Some receivers going ahead of Elijah Moore uh, okay. uh, as the 227th overall player. KJ Osborne, Rasheed Rice, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, DJ Chark. What? Zay Jones? I don't think so. Come on. Come on, guys. What do we do? Come on. What are we doing? Even if you don't believe in the talent, even if you don't think he's talented, just based off of projected volume, what are we talking about? What? What is happening? Uh, I don't believe it. I absolutely do not believe it. I mean, again, I mean, don't be a crazy person like me and say he's going to outproduce, you know, Amari Cooper. That's fine. <laughs> you don't have to be that crazy. You don't have to be that insane. Oh, that's okay. I'm just saying, number 227 overall, that's just nuts. Uh, that is nuts. Okay, so there you go. Drake London, Elijah Moore, we both love these guys. We like them above consensus. All right, who's the guy that I'm not going to believe is on here? Who's the guy, man? Talk to me. It's a guy who I was so out on last year uh, at ADP. It's Gabe Davis, bro. I what? Think Gabe Davis, I think Gabe Davis is a pretty good draft pick this year. <laughs> Mind blown. All right, talk me through it. Let me go look at his ADP. I still feel like people are super bullish on Gabe Davis, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, at the time I was started writing this article, he was a consensus-ranked wide receiver 40. Uh, his ADP is as wide receiver 39. Um, mm-hmm. Another guy with some degree of variance. Uh, he goes highest on CBS at 84th overall. ESPN was 121st overall player. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But I think with Gabe Davis, look – this happens all the time. It's kind of happening with Cortland Sutton this year too, where uh, people were way too steamed on him last year, and now mm-hmm. they just act like he sucks. And Got it. you know the rece- the reception perception profile would show you with both players, but let's stick with Gabe. Now he doesn't suck. Okay, he's not a great separator. You know, twenty fourth percentile success rate versus man. 20th percentile success rate versus zone. But look at where he does win on the route tree. Mm-hmm. Nine routes, post routes, 
corner outs, deep out routes. That's pretty much it. He's not going to win short to intermediate. That's not his game. But there's still no one else to play X receiver on this roster. Okay, they brought right. in a ton of guys. I mean, Stefan Diggs is primary. Like, he plays X. He plays flanker. He plays a little bit both. He's an outside guy. Dalton Kincaid, they draft him at tight end to be a big big ass like slot receiver. Slot receiver, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Trent Sherfield has played in the slot in camp. Uh, Deontay Hardy, like the speed, inter- interesting. I think Deontay Hardy is kind of interesting, but speed guy to play in the slot. He lined up in the slot with the first team offense in preseason. Khalil Shakir is like their only other guy to play outside, and I, mm-hmm. I think he's probably more of a, of a flanker. So there's yeah. really – even though Gabe Davis sort of, I wouldn't even say he had a disappointing last year's season. He had a disappointing season relative to expectations that uh, fantasy people who don't watch football uh, had for him last year. <laughs> he still had like a, a good season as a big okay. play guy. You know, had some massive moments. He's just not a consistent high volume player. But again, now you can draft him as the wide receiver forty or thirty. I'm ranked as like thirty six, thirty five. Uh, you know, I think that he is a guy that can have a bigger seat like he's gonna have big moments basically so i am ranked ahead of consensus i just think it's too big of an overreaction to think like oh he stinks because number one even if he's not great he's not gonna lose his job either i don't think there's anybody that he's gonna he's gonna cede uh his starting spot to so he's the analysis is pretty simple with him where, where just like it should have been last year he's an every down player in a josh allen offense that isn't a full field separator but people drafted that guy as like the wide receiver 15-ish last year, and and now you don't have to. Yeah, now you don't have to. Um, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's interesting. You know, and I'll say from a fantasy perspective too, uh, obviously he had some pop games. You know, he had 171 yards against Pittsburgh, two touchdowns there uh, with three receptions, right? So you're like, oh, man. Um I, I, you know, I need something like that every week. Look, you're not going to get that every week. There's other games where he had 93, six catches, uh, and a touchdown against Minnesota. Okay, fine. So you don't get that every week, but you know, it's not like his other games. It's not like he had a bunch of just backbreaking weeks for yeah, you. Either. Just whatever, you know, they had, he had usable weeks that I think, uh, to your point, Matt, you know, if he's your wide receiver three, if he's your extra flex, that's not bad. That's not, as a matter of fact, isn't he like the perfect flex player? You know, he's yeah. the guy that, you know, again, you just stick him in the flex. You know, he gives you seven to eight points on a, on a regular week. And then every now and again, he's going to pop off for 20 to 30, right? That's yeah. a perfect, perfect profile for a flex player in a 12 team league. Right. It, it's Judy, Jerry Judy's kind of the guy this year that I think is that perfect flex player, but he's going way too high. Right. I have right. Gabe Davis in the, in the Jerry duty. I have Gabe Davis in the Jerry Judy tier. I have mm-hmm. Jahan Dotson in this tier, who I really like. I like much better as a player than those two guys, but he's yeah. still the number two on an offense with quarterback questions. But he's probably, but he's a deep ball guy who can win down the field. Mike Evans, I have in this group. Gabe Davis is in this group. George Pickens is in this group of players. Like these are all guys that I think if you if they end up as your three, that's great. You can even draft them kind of as like your four if you go wide receiver heavy. Um, right. And then like yeah, you're just trying to chase their big weeks but you're not asking them to be a consistent two, which is what you would have had to do with Gabe Davis last year. Yeah, correct. Okay, so there you go. Um, Drake Lennon, Elijah Moore, and I can't believe it. <laughs> Gabe, Gabe Davis, Davis baby. <laughs> <laughs> Three of the 10 wide receivers ranked ahead of consensus. That article can be found on receptionperception.com. When you're hearing this, it can be found right now. All right, so there you go. Uh, let's get to the option route. 
This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, 1,000 or 1 million, Matt Harmon, but for the 1 milli this week, baby... You got to give up AC and heating for the rest of your life. What you doing, my guy? Well, let me answer this one for you. Okay. You should do this, okay? I should because do you I should, should do, do you should do this because I live in California. Because you live in Southern California, you live in yeah, Redondo right. Beach. You know, you live in the South Bay, bro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you great weather. Uh, you know what's you know it's never gonna get that cold. It's it'll there will be two weeks out of the year where you regret this um that's right but, but for a, for a for a milli oh done done daily but yeah, yeah just I'm, during I'm, that make sure you always save um a few thousand dollars uh you know two two grand of that million dollars <laughs> and just get it printed at the bank in ones so you can fill like Fan a kitty like a kitty yeah, f- yeah. fill a kitty literally fill a fit a ki- fill fill a kitty pool and sit out uh-huh. there in your <clears throat> skivvies and just fan you yourself and and like do backstroke in <laughs> in your in your little kitty pool of money during that oh, two straight, weeks we're, we're going straight scrooge mcduck style yeah hell yeah, yeah let's go let's yeah do it. P- p- sure even you know what get yourself put yourself pool in because you probably got a million dollars you can do it although i don't know what pool prices are are, are in la probably probably not yeah, great yeah. but you know yeah, you, right. whatever you can still just dive in there like scrooge mcduck you, you'll figure it Love out it. so yeah you should do this you should 100 doing it obviously you yeah. should easily do this this is actually yeah, yeah. in the context of you this is the easiest one we've had so far oh you know oh yeah easy yeah yeah we're doing this but me I don't know, pal. Uh, you know, <laughs> let me let me let me pull up the shout out to AccuWeather. This is a free plug okay. uh, on right. on the uh, on the podcast. My brother in law got me on the AccuWeather app instead of the typical Apple Weather app, and it, night and day. I mean, if you're still using the Apple Weather app, you're you're a clown. I mean, you don't you don't need to do it, James, because weather the weather is the same day, same damn thing you're every a day. Clown. You, you don't need it. You don't you don't need it. You can. You can put if you're if you're living in in LA, you pull up the uh, uh, Apple weather and you're like, you know what? Yeah, oh we're God. good. Uh, it's okay. Guess what? Uh-huh. It's 72 and sunny, <laughs> feeling good. Ooh, ooh, it's 68. Maybe I'll put my put my put my bomber jacket on today. Uh, yeah, listen, it was it was a very very uncomfortable 67 degrees this morning before the sun came in and burned off the marine layer. So listen, I, we, we we struggle oh, out here too. Layer. Yeah, the marine layer. Uh, I, I, rem- I remember the marine layer. So for yeah. me right now, and it's okay. it's much nicer today than it was yesterday. Yeah, the temperature is eighty three degrees, but the mm-hmm. real feel, 
Love the yeah. real feel. Is 92 degrees. The oh. real feel in the shade, big dog, is 88 degrees. <laughs> so I'm going to need to come in here. And, uh, you know, we've got a couple, the whole, the, we've got two oh. systems. We've got two ACs out there. I'm going to need both those bad boys blasting. The one that controls the upstairs, the one that controls the downstairs, <laughs> the one that, by the way, the third system also <laughs> controls this room and the garage. Wait, I'm going to need all those what boys is, working overtime. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, me, let me back you up. You, you've got three AC systems going on in your house. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, you don't understand. This is not you don't understand what this is like. This is a totally different uh different animal here. And they're not like window units, right? Like you move into yeah, yeah. an LA right. apartment, you're like, well, hopefully this place is not too big because we only got one window unit blasting right. over here. No, this is like a full HVAC system, man. This is there's a lot that goes in. But this. you've got three HVAC systems running? Like the, and again, we're not talking like swamp coolers here. We're talking like the full you know, HVAC just, we got three of them running right now in Casa del Harmon. Is that what we got going on? Well, cause you got, I mean, shoot, I didn't even adjust the one up here cause I've been in this room all day and I'm still I'm like, mm, it's a little, 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 little steamy up here. Uh, you know, so you walk outside, it is instant sweat. It is instant sweat. I literally okay. took my dog out yesterday and like, let him in, yeah. let them in the backyard and like put together a tomato cage for, uh, my wife's garden. And I was drenched and i was out there for probably <laughs> 10 minutes you think i'm going to come back inside and there's not going to be ac on and you think like anybody's going to want to be near me no way i'll take the thousand no, dollars okay, okay? <laughs> and put it towards you know, my electric bill for the next few yeah. months yeah 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 you know i'll say this too yeah it, it it's a good point that you bring up because location obviously matters you know if you go like north of the border like we're call, we're talking to our canadian fans right now like that's like life or death situations yeah, yeah. now, right? Like in you my, gotta in get my that climate, I think I can probably survive without heat. Like I think I could in 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 the coastal climate that I'm in right now. Yeah. Like if I if I give if it was 500, can I give up the heat and get 500k? Because then I would do it. <laughs> no, because I can survive that. Okay, because like no, I'll just no, put no, more no, layers no. on. But there's no like unlayering. I mean, I mean, I guess I could, but I'll probably, I will be arrested, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, no. I, well, it also, I guess you could say if it gets hot enough, it's also a life or death situation uh, yeah. there as well. I don't know how hot it gets uh, wh where you live. You live kind of close to the water, though, bro. So it can't get that hot, can it? I just told you the real field today is 92 degrees, and, and that's, yeah, but that's better. Not, hey, listen, 92 is good. I mean, that's hot, but it's not, that's not life-threatening heat. You know? Bro, it's, it's get different. Over. It's different. You don't understand. It is different hot than you. Yeah, I'm not, okay. I mean, not going to die, but it's different hot than like what you are thinking okay. of here. What you yeah, are yeah. thinking uh, about your you know situation, <laughs> I mean, it's just di it's different. Nine, not high, okay. 93. 90 degrees in the shade tomorrow, the real feel, yeah, baby. that's not cool. Again. That's not cool. 93 in the shade? Oh no, 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 no. That dude, that's like a that's like even if you go play golf and you stand in the shade, that's like that's you can't even do that. That's a, that's a no go. Ninety three. Yeah, how many how many of these water bottles oh. am I gonna need if I'm if I'm dealing with it no no AC, you know, to not dehydrate and die? <laughs> that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, so there you go. Ten K or one K or a million bucks. No AC. Oh, you said ten. No, no I'll heat. take ten. Thank you. Okay, okay. We'll go ten K. Ten K or one milli. No AC. No heating for the rest of your life. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know on Instagram. 
uh, what you guys are doing out here. But yeah, obviously you live, uh, uh, you, you live in the coastal elites, my friend. Okay. You're going, you're taking that Millie. I'm taking that million in LA. No question about it. Um, so there you go. That's your show. Um, great show. Had a lot of fun with it. Go check out the website. We've got a lot of, uh, new features and a lot of new profiles, a lot of new article, a lot of new content on reception perception, Dot com and if you've made it this far we really appreciate y'all if you guys could like and subscribe leave some comments man uh you know rate the show if you've got the time that would be very much appreciated as well all right for matt Harmon, i'm james co remember it's never too late to chase your dreams we'll see you